This program is in partnership with Open and Clear Broadcasting. Don't miss the call. Join the revolution of the evolving perspective of an awakened consciousness. Are you ready? Join the community at openandclear.com. What even can be done? Can you hear me, Mark? No? Beware of false prophets, 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 which come to you in sheep's clothing. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into driver's temptation. But inwardly they are ravenous wolves. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may ye shall know them by their fruits. Entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven. Is Reverend Devon Divine a false prophet? For let not that man think that he shall receive anything. Sent here to Lord. lead us astray. A doubting, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let the brother of low degree rejoice that he is exalted. But the rich or is he a spiritual teacher who can guide us to the path of freedom? I'm Dr. Mark. Come with me and partake of his fruit of knowledge. Thereof falleth and the grass of the fashion and decide for yourself. Then when the lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow or of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we shall be. That's you, Mark. Welcome to another episode of False Prophet. This is Dr. Mark here with Reverend Devin Devine on this Monday, the 23rd of October episode. Take three. <laughs> is it three? It's like six or something. At least, I, you know, I know a couple of, or last year, a couple of times we had a few conversations going for 20 minutes and then we had to start over because we weren't even recording that was funny That's, oh no <laughs> yeah yeah this was a unique one i never had it where you couldn't hear me but i could hear you that was interesting i know maybe my computer's being funny oh yeah every time you move it it's like there's a different setup necessary different things it's it's weird right 
Yeah, right. happens to me. Oh, well, I'm glad we're up and running, though. I've been excited for this episode. Oh, yeah? Oh, you got something good going on? <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Every day is something good going on. Well, I'll be sure to disappoint you. <laughs> no, it was good. I was, I was meditating this week. And I was thinking, and I had come to my mind a Wait, you a were memory. meditating or thinking? And I was, well. <laughs> Is it contemplating or meditating? Right. No, I was no. something. Sitting <laughs> around and just teasing. here, right? <laughs> but I had this memory come into my head when I was a kid. Like, I must have been in elementary or something. And we lived by Toys R Us in, in the Utah regions. Yeah. And. I was a kid, and I wanted this Lego set. It was this little Lego set, and I'd finally saved up enough pennies to get my Lego set. We, you know, By the time my mom could take me, it was late, and so we rushed over at the last minute, and right as we got there, the guy was shutting the door. And I'm like, no, I missed the opportunity for a Lego set. And my mom says, well, don't just take no for an answer. Like, Go up and knock on the door and just tell him, hey, I, I'm just here to get a Lego set. It's right there. I'm just going to pick it up and get it. Is that okay? I'm like, okay, I'll go ask him. So I go ask him, and he, he lets me. It worked out, and he lets me. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on in, whatever. Gave me the Lego set, kicked me out, shut the door, locked up, and shut the store. And so I've been thinking about that. I'm like, you know, you I'm like, should I have to pay just... for it? That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> he was very friendly. No, it was awesome. But I'm like, you know, trying to figure out what I should learn from that. Like, mm. should I be persistent and never give up, or should I have just patient, been patient and gone back the next day and because it still would have been there, and it's not a big deal. And yeah. as I thought about it more and more, <laughs> I keep realizing, like, <clears throat> I have this, like, paradigm in my brain of how to do things the best way possible, the right way, as opposed to the worst way or the wrong way or something. And I kind of had this, like, something popped in my brain, and I'm like, hold on. Maybe there thing. isn't. Maybe there's not a right way. Maybe there's not a wrong way. You know, maybe I shouldn't be comparing myself and comparing all this stuff. And I, I kind of had this epiphany. I'm like, hey, hey, <laughs> maybe it doesn't matter if I went that day and got it or if I went the next day and got it or if I, you know, there's like a million ways it all could have worked out. It doesn't matter the means. It just worked out. And I was like, hey, that's a pretty cool thing that I learned. <clears throat> and, and then shortly after, my, my wife's mother comes in and just screams at me for something. Whoa. Just, I know, she just... And she's like, you're doing school the wrong way. You're not doing this. And I wish you were like everyone else. And how come my, my son's doing school this way? And you're doing it the wrong way, the wrong way. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, universe. <laughs> you're testing me to see if, I, if I'm learning this lesson. <laughs> interesting. It was very interesting to me. Yeah, that's, it's, really, it's really fun to look at that. You know, it's like it, it has a divine purpose. It's, it's tricky because we think it's about something and we have to recognize that the way in which we're thinking it's about something is something that we've been designed with as well. So currently in this moment, we only have the way of thinking we have. Right. We don't have some other way of thinking or even just the decisions that are in front of us. We can't all of a sudden change into some other randomly chosen decision or, you know, uh, <laughs> I have the choice of going left or right instead of recognizing, no, you can also go up or down, but <laughs> I don't know why you think this ground is stopping you or this, you know, you're stuck to the ground and all this stuff. So 
it's like it's kind of like that is that you know we are in this position of say time or however we want to think of it in space and simply with the specific types of motivations in which we are currently designed with. So we're not actually talking about the magnitude of our creation. We're not actually talking about the truth of ourselves or anything, but we're actually talking about like, you know, as far as what is right and what is wrong completely depends on where you think of yourself to be, you know, and what dimensional focus you have. So as much as you're saying, you you literally felt a shift uh, coming from the dimensional focus of I am a body among other bodies, doing making decisions of what can literally change the, the you know could it change my future and the, the which way I'm going to go, and what lessons my body and personality would uh, take along with it. Oh, even that persistence. Okay, I need to. I need to stand up for what I want and talk to people and do something and I'll get different results. It's true. Mm -hmm. Right. But then coming out of that into an alternate dimensional perspective has a complete different uh, manifestation of sensations of that shifting, but it is a different comprehension that is available. Because your comprehension, your mind and the big mind and what it believes about itself is determining what it sees and what it knows and experiences. Quite literally, magnif- magn- magnifying? Uh, ma- what's the word? Uh, ma- uh, see, like that. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Manifesting, quite literally, in this reality, instantaneously. And so it's, you know, it's not like... You, ha- you, you believe you have the chemicals needed in your brain for your brain to work properly. But those chemicals in your brain are there to represent the belief of what you are showing and revealing to yourself. So there's always this bigger aspect of mind, uh, whatever we want to call it, that is determining what and what kind of sy- symptoms and what kind of scenarios, what kind of... Uh, things and chemicals and stuff it needs to be in that same position in which it's already decided to be. So it's not separate from the chemicals. It's not separate from the situation. It's one and the same because that big mind has decided for its occurrence to be it's, it's happening. So you're not really separate from the other person. You're not really separate from Toys R Us. You're not really separate from the guy closing up or your mom taking you or your mom telling you, well, maybe you should go ask and all this stuff. (laughs) You know, it's a whole scenario. And so when you're asking, you know, what is the actual lesson here? Again, determined by what dimensional focus you have. And so if you're a body among it you know yeah maybe your perseverance is part of it right you know and then in this kind of just as there's a multitude of variations of what these dimensions would describe this lesson to be uh, the one you kind of came into was the recognition that you know it is just a happening it is a manifestation of simply from the beginning of existence, right in this moment, I think, and therefore this whole situation is, including me. Right. Yeah. 
so there's a whole bunch of lessons that could be learned from it, but it's defined by my dimensional perspective at this moment. Yeah, so you will you will enjoy one or resonate with one that is attempting really it's kind of close to what you're seeing. So I can tell you how uh, that situation was trying to teach you that you are God, and you'd probably be like, uh, wait a second. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, how in the hell does, is that? <laughs> or heaven, whatever, does, <laughs> describing to me that I'm God. You know, it's it's not going to necessarily make sense or anything because we are we are only willing to learn what is right in front of us. You know, our next step. What is our next step? And it really is... Can I comprehend uh, more or am I going to comprehend less? Am I going to awaken to more understanding or am I going to fall asleep to simply being the same thing I am or I believe myself to be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do we do that one lesson at a time then? Well, just like in that meditation, you believe you had a past scenario come into your mind. Right. But the purpose of that past scenario wasn't about the past. It wasn't actually a past scenario. You don't really know for sure if it actually happened that way or not. <laughs> it's just a memory. Yeah. The, a the spirit uses the symbols of your mind and what you believe you are in, even as, oh, that did happen to me in this scenario, so that it can bring about the process in which that awakening occurs, even as you came into an aha realization of it. Right. It was about that in the whole entire time. Even as having that memory or every memory that can be used and will be used for that healing is where is the aha? Like it's not actually in this situation, but it can be used properly to bring about fuller divine realization. Coming from the essence of you know, 0% of knowing and recalling your reality to eventually 100% recalling your reality. Yeah. I'm trying to get better at understanding the symbols that I see and stuff like that, you know? Because yeah. that's it, what it is. It's symbols that I would resonate with, you know? Yeah. It's not that serious. We don't have to try and read into every last little thing. Oh, but that pencil was blue and it, it, it when I drew a line, <laughs> it was bent a little bit to the left instead of straight. And, uh, you know, we don't have to get too serious about it uh, because right. even just like the situation, you're going to recognize the symbols that you are being spoken to with because that guidance is within you. So it's saying, you know, hey, look at the computer. Hey, look over there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. You know, and you just naturally think, oh, I feel like looking at that. <laughs> and, you know, it's actually happening all the time. And it's just, it, are you going to recognize that, oh, this is the voice of God all the time speaking to you, trying to guide you next step to the next step to the next step? Right. Yeah. So as much as we want to say, oh, I want to open up to every step, it's really a distraction. You know, oh, yeah. You know, and saying, oh, yeah, it's everything and it's everywhere. And so I got to just look all those really. And, you know, it's just <laughs> like just like packing, which I know you've been doing a lot of. It's like, yeah, you can pack just what you need. Okay, I'm going to pack just what I need, got in this case. Or you can think everything could happen and you pack everything. I mean, what's the point of traveling if your whole house is coming with you? you know? <laughs> 
You know, same thing about reality. You know, what's the point of the journey if the totality of all knowledge is coming with you? Yeah, that was trippy. Tie back in nicely. So instead, we should focus on immediately what's in front of us. The principle we're learning. Yeah, and it might not make sense. You know, it's not like, oh, that's the step that's gonna that's the piece of the puzzle that's gonna make it all make sense each one you know is just as important as the next mm -hmm. and even though i might get glimpses of the truth within each little step i may be like oh yeah it's gonna you know as i'm putting that puzzle together and don't know what it is oh it, look it, i think it's a lion oh it's a lion and it's <laughs> cubs oh it's beautiful and it turns out oh oh okay a little bit farther along, oh that's that's a giraffe what am i thinking oh it's just a lion oh, giraffe yeah i'm right now I, now i'm right about what my purpose is and you know and really like putting it together oh no it's some i don't know i was thinking a baby or something and you know i was wrong the whole time and, you know, it's just kind of unfolding. You just need to find that piece, that step in front of us and learn how to follow that guidance within us. That it's not some obscure guidance. It's not some big old thing, voices, boom, Mark, you need that Lego set. I mean, until, <laughs> you, until it's in your head, you're like, gosh, gee, I need that Lego set. But it's like, right. what was the point of that motivation in the first place? It was to have this meditation and think about it again, wasn't it? It's like, do you even remember what Lego said it was? I mean, do you have it anymore? Is it passed down? I and mean, like, what was the <laughs> point of right. the, the motivation to do that? And we get ourselves into a lot of different situations. And especially as children, as we're learning all the moral standards of society and our family and everything that we're going by and... Yeah, there's a lot of different approaches, and really it's just kind of an unfoldment of what is Mark? What is Mark? What is a Mark? And you learn by you make decisions, of course, bringing back to this dimensional focus. One thing I've been realizing more as we've been talking is that all the answers are inside of us. You know, it's, it's something inside that's coming to our consciousness. Yeah. And so, like, I see these messages and stuff, and I'm like, man, all the answers are inside, but that thing that's resonating with me, that's the thing inside me, just on the surface, reaching out, trying to grab my attention. So rather than being like, well, let me read some Freudian psychoanalytics and see if I can figure out this, it's like if I just get a little bit more quiet and just kind of reach under the surface just a little bit, I find that I can resonate more with it, and I just let it happen from inside. Instead of waiting for that big voice to come out and be like, Mark! The purpose of your life is the following. <laughs> yeah. And as much as it has been in my life, I mean, I've heard audible voices and I've heard or I've got signs that were like right in front of me and it just seems so obvious and everything, which isn't entirely possible, but you have to open up to every degree pretty much. And the more you open, the more likely it is to be a bigger thing. So if you're looking for just the big things, oh, I'm only, I'm going to filter out everything else and just pay attention to the big signs, uh, <laughs> then you're not going to see anything because it's, it's really using all of that at the same time. But even as we were stating before, you know, what is the sign? You know, it, as much as you want to say, it is in everything. I have to be open to it being in everything, but I will see the one that it is. You know, I will hear the one that it is. I don't need to try and listen to everything. 
I don't need to try and see everything. I don't need to try and feel everything. I'll be guided. I am guided to feel and to see and to hear the exact one I need to. So I, there's no falling out of it as it so seems. It is, But be you, open to it coming from anywhere. Exactly. Like the more you're open to it being the most tiniest, tiniest, minute little thing... And everywhere in between from that and the biggest, humongous, revelatory experience you can possibly imagine and beyond that, then you are more likely to recognize that it's simply right where you are. <laughs> right where you are. Oh, man. There's like this underground talking that's going on in this conversation, which is just beautiful. I think it happens all the time, though. <laughs> It reminds me of when I first went to medical school. My wife and I were trying to figure out, should we go to this medical school? Should we move all the way out there and do all this stuff? And we kept you know, looking for answers and praying and thinking about it. We were waiting for this big kind of like letter from heaven to come down, this messenger to be like, here is the right way. And we never got anything. There was no answer. There was no message. There was no nothing, absolutely nothing. <laughs> After like months of trying to figure out like, you know, God's going to show us the way. That's how it's supposed to work, right? Like, if you pray, you get answers, and yeah. he's going to come down, and we'll, we'll get something. Never happened. Instead, what happened was some little tiny thing happened where it was like, oh, well, this school is a little bit more convenient. They accepted me, and we can start right now, and let's just start. So I'm like, okay. So we started. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's it was, like uh, it's already paved. The way is already – all the obstacles are already out of the way. And right. it's funny how much we make obstacles of the thing that's supposed to be getting rid of obstacles. <laughs> like, God, you're, you're supposed to be helping me. <laughs> it's like, who are you talking to? I'm right here. What, what's going on? It was really hard for us, though, for years. We, we sat and we talked about, like, well, why didn't we get any answers? And why not this? Yeah. But the more we think about it, it's like, man, it really did. Every obstacle moved out of the way. Obstacles that I was told could not be moved, moved out of the way so I could go to the school. Yeah. So it was like, oh, it's like we were you, looking for the wrong thing. <laughs> you already got your answer, and you're still asking the question. It's like, right? Oh, it's just right in front of you here. <laughs> so that's the lesson: is we need to be open to these answers coming from anywhere, and not preconceive what they're supposed to look like. Yeah. So if you kind of grasp it a little bit, it's it's more about. You know, recognizing that it's okay to do whatever you're doing because you are guided. And as long as you're trusting that you are guided, then naturally you will be. But if you're doubting that you're guided, you think you're separate from the rest of the universe. And yet you're, you're going to see the option that's being guided to you and most likely take the other because you're trying to prove the existence of doubt. Right. Yeah. Like you're trying to show, no, I have free will, not not what you're guiding me to do. <laughs> and you don't recognize it. You know, that's, that's funny because... It, well, let me put in one more thing. It's like a lot of people do this with testing their psychic abilities or practicing their psychic things. It's like, you know, I say, give, think of a number one through ten and, you know, they can name off every number but the one I'm thinking of. Because they, they actually want to prove that they're separate from you. I mean, the whole thing about psych psychicness and everything is that you're reading somebody else's mind, not your own. You know, so we're actually, there's this underlining stuff going on where we're entirely, the universe knowledge of everything is attempting 
to prove its own lack of existence. So therefore, it seems to go against itself, but it is really for itself because it's what it wants to do. Mm. How funny. (laughs) Well, and on that, I was just thinking, like, we're, we're trying to be righteous and virtuous and, you know, ask for help and be faithful and asking for this help, you know, and this... God is going to tell us, tell down to us this message that we didn't have before. Yeah. We thought we were being good and doing the right thing for asking, thinking that we're separate. Yeah. But it's, it was the separateness holding us back. Yeah. It's tricky, but the only way to learn that is to go in it, right? Yeah. And it, we think it's about form. We think it's about things. You think it's about a question and an answer. You think it's about a path that you take. But, you know, it's the real teaching isn't trying to teach you about physical things. It's using physical things to teach you what you actually are. And so you find this all over in every religion because it's made into that religion instead of the recognition of your reality. And so it becomes this dogma thing. And that's what it's referring to It's like, now it's about a teaching. Now it's about stories instead of, about the revelation of your truth. That's why I, I people ask me what's what's your religion, and I, I just, you know I tell them, well you know it's it's everything it's all all the religions it's not not any of them are left out. In fact, they all speak of the same thing, <laughs> and and even only legally have I defined it as undefinable and expansive. So even, like, the memory I think I have in my mind, I'm thinking it's real, but it's not. It's just a story. But even I'm thinking I'm sitting here on a radio show right now, and I think that's real, but even that's just a story. Yeah. And these things are teaching me, just stories that are teaching me. Yeah, and even that idea of teaching, you know, it it implies that you need to learn something. Like, you don't have it, and you've got to gain it, right? Mm. So that's the whole evidence of the journey, and it's, it's all your manifestation. As we state often, you have eternity to do something or anything. And this is what you're choosing to do. Right. Yeah. It's just a temporary thing as it's leading to another temporary thing, to another temporary <laughs> thing. And it's just moving and changing. It's like, what would, you know, all-powerful creator do if it didn't know what to do? You know, it's like, what what would all that is ha- gain from, I mean, could it? Ha- could you give all that is anything? The only thing you can give it, the only thing it can have or, or receive, you know, it's just like anticipation of that answer right there. You know, what is it that you are offering that all that is has never had until you existed there you go getting into contemplation of philosophy and everything right gets pretty deep so we are a new perspective added to the universe so it depends on your dimensional focus again because as far as it's unfolding yes absolutely Mm. but in its end you know a greater dimensional focus that is not uh insistent that time and its unfolding is real then 
you're already done as much as you're already beginning right now. Right. So it's a different perspective that it, even though we're trying to use words to describe it, which the what you are trying to say is absolutely true, even as what your words could be defined as in many different forms is absolutely true as well. But it all depends on where, you know, and what we're focused on. And so, you know, what's the purpose? What's the point of talking about dimensions and what you're focused on and everything? Well, this is what the last judgment is like. Is you're deciding by what you're focused on is what kingdom you would be experiencing for quite a long time. Like you're choosing even now, if your focus is about bodies, you're you're choosing the body kind of a kingdom, the terrestrial kingdom, even as it applies to the celestial and celestial kingdoms, is that it's just a decision you're making in every moment. And what do you want to see? So as, as a lot of spiritualities, their decision is this training of that mind, that, that decision maker, to see the spiritual world because they want to experience the spiritual world instead of the physical world. And so it's the same thing. It's that unfolding, but really is that recognition of what is that which is experiencing. And that comes into another focus that is beyond all spiritual, beyond all physical, using the terms of celestial. So as I'm going through making, you know, worrying about choices, like what, what medical school should I go to and what this and that, it's, I'm focused on this body and what the body is doing. Yeah. But if I'm focused on the more spiritual, then I realize it's happening exactly the way it should. There's nothing to be worried about. Yeah. The path is laid out. Yeah. So there's a few options with that too. And, but yeah, as long as you're, if you're focused on that, you feel good about what you're doing and how you feel, then yes, you're talking about the spiritual experience. The spiritual universe is a representation of that reality. Of, of only love with no opposition. So when you're completely focused of only on love and only on happiness, then that's all that you know. Mm -hmm. But it's the mind that's focused and trained to do such a thing. Right. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if in the body perspective, it can look like it's making a decision between left and right. But to the spiritual perspective, it simply is making the decision, hmm, should I love or should I love? <laughs> should I be happy or should I be happy? Like it, <laughs> the body seems to go left or right, but it and do do right things or wrong things or more beneficial things or uh, less beneficial things. But it, to that perspective, that's trained in a spiritual perspective. You know, it's love or love, happiness or happiness, joy, joy. It's not really something different. So it goes down this route. Oh, it's just, yeah, unfolding happiness, unfolding love. But it's that training of that mind in which has come into fruition of that experience and that decision. For some reason I doubted if I was using that word right or not. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Fruition. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like I'm thinking about the years and years I spend in, like, religion and stuff. They always teach you're supposed to come closer to God so that you can feel love and be happy and stuff. Yeah. And I'm always, I always thought like, Oh, well God is a separate person who's going to give me this nice package with a little bow on top. That is yeah. happiness. Yeah. 
<laughs> and that's why it manifests as a church in that sense that talking about it as a separate thing. Because you that's what you were looking for in the next step of your guidance. Right. But it's only there to take you to the next and to the next and to the next. And so the next step is realizing there's not a separation. Well, is that your next step? I, mean, I don't know. It's I'm like, guessing. what are you feeling? <laughs> like, what is it? You know, you're seeing something as you want to try and comprehend it. Usually people jump large steps trying to say, oh, yeah, it's like this. And then they struggle and struggle at it for a long time because they're skipping mm. the, the little steps in front of them. You know, what was it? There was a... There was a movie There was a movie where this person was so obsessed about losing their friend, losing their lover uh that they were looking at a picture of them even while buying something at the gas station and had paid no attention that the person they bought it from was that person. No way. They were too busy you know, I'm upset that I've lost this person and I'm focused on this person for days and days and days, you know, and, and as it's, or years. And so they didn't even recognize them or pay attention enough, you know, that, you know, your, your finding and yearning actually leads to stopping and finding yearning, <laughs> you know, and mm. the found happens, you know, a lot of the time we think it's about the, the craving and the yearning and the building and the learning all the time, learning, learning, learning. And as much as that's true, it's got to, you know, just like the practice of meditation, the practice of so many different spiritual practices is that there's a mastery, you know, you, you do get to an end eventually of that practice. Yeah. Of that practice. Yep. Only to lead to another one. So, in that, is it the same kind of principle where you you can't anticipate where your next step is going to come from, or where the answer, where it's going to lead you to? Yeah, because the step that you're on only can go as far as it's going. So, like, the church, for an example, can only go as far as it teaches. And once you go beyond that, it's going to say, whoa, 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 you know, it's a whole society of it, and... And be like, oh no, no, you're not supposed to go there. Really, it's saying, you know, I cannot teach you more than this. And so then, you know, it's you had your training wheels, you know, now what? <laughs> and that's completely personal. You know, it has it's not specific. I mean, like it's not generic. It doesn't apply to everybody. Everybody would take their different amounts of time. You know, and it's more, do I feel that call? And what is that call that I feel? You know, I'll start seeing symbols. I'll start seeing signs of, of things speaking to me that, you know, it it's really has nothing to do with the sign of symbol. Is that I'm hearing a voice speaking to me. <laughs> and right. it's using the symbols that I think, and therefore it represents what I'm thinking. and it will resonate with you and draw you in a certain direction yeah just like that i mean like two people with different resonance or thought systems and beliefs can look at the same one thing and one can feel that calling to it and see the representing and see how it's magnificent and all this stuff 
and the other one would could even be dispelled by it, be grossed out, be disgusted, <laughs> and want to go the opposite direction. Right. Yeah. That's so it's completely true. personal, and they could be the best friends of all world and lifetimes and and everything. And then so it seems, you know, as if you're going against it, but you'll find out that as you're recognizing the source of your reality, it's it's like the only thing that's important to you. And especially as you move along, that it has to be, there is only God. And you hear prophets all the time talking about, you know, it's, I put God first, it's just about God. It's, it's because their dimensional focus has, has moved past separation and has recognized simply just the one essence of all reality, that even when you're speaking to them, you might hear them as separate, you might hear them as speaking something you don't know, but they're talking to you as if you know you are God. <laughs> and so they're seeing something and experiencing something that's different in j really just dimensional focus. It is interesting how the same message from the same people changes as yeah. my perspective changes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I get what you're saying now, and it's not what I thought you were saying before. But what you said before led me to understand what you're saying now. Yeah, so exactly. It's just like, and so even as much as I would enjoy you jumping to where you are now from the very beginning, you know, mm -hmm. it was necessary, even like if you want to think of it as the brain, setting up the neurons and the chemicals necessary and, and the desire to even have you know, a questioning of your reality or looking at something that it starts shaping and forming so that the next time you hear it, it's just a little different. And that shapes and forms it a little bit more to growing and expanding until eventually, even even now, is just a temporary state of this unfolding and revealing. That's why a lot of people, you know, they hear someone that says, oh, yeah, I can open up the spiritual universe for you. And, oh, yeah, I've died. And they're like, oh, this guy's the devil. He's evil. You know, he's the Antichrist because <laughs> my book has told me of the things that it will, he'll represent and all this stuff. And and, the, and so it's, it's interesting how it can be used. Oh, you know, I need to be grossed out and disgusted. Or I can <laughs> trust the universe because there is only God. So even with the brain and the neurons and the chemicals and the prophets and the messengers, even those are just like the dreams or the false memories I think I have. They're just the message from from God to lead us. Yeah, and it's only necessary for this leading uh, because we've desired in our own experience to go through a labyrinth of forgetting and remembering. I mean, we can stop at any moment. Yet we're having this yearning to, no, I just, just a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's even used in A Course in Miracles as a description. I got, you can switch on the light in a, a baby's room and they're going to be terrified thinking the light's part of their dream and they're, you know, <laughs> they get upset by it. So instead, it's a gradually turning on. Even as, really, as, you know, it, it was a gradually turning off as well. Right. From when we were born, and 
and even as my life was flashing before my eyes in my death experience, the, that light was getting brighter as we were going farther back. And there's things happen that in the spiritual realms and what most people have called imaginary friends and stuff was actually this still being aware of the spiritual experience and reality. And that, so as we were growing up, we were turning off that light slowly and forgetting a little more, forgetting more and more and more until we're at a, a so-called age of accountability. So that we can come and have this experience of separateness. Yeah. We and just forget. <laughs> just think of how excited we were knowing that we can absolutely do anything. And because we are this most powerful creation being of all existence and that we're one with God. And, you know, we think that <laughs> to lose that, you know, it's like. Hey, don't fear. You have nothing to fear. I'll always be here. I'm always right by your side. I'm always this. You're always magnificent. You can do anything. It's like, yeah, wow. Let's go into this land of forgetting and come out of it again because it's a guarantee. You know? And so it's not too stressed. I mean, just think of how exciting that is. And yeah, once you're in it, oh, man, it's like, what the hell did I sign up to again? <laughs> Why did I do this? And And... It's not until you actually surrender the contract, which is quite literally what is referred to as death, of of it that you could actually remember this. And yet, even as a Buddhistafa or anything revealing it, it still has to, like, even as I'm using the words and the body to explain such a thing, you know, it's still obscure, it's still outrageous, it's still, you know, takes some shifting and maneuvering into it, you know. If I speak the, the the fullness of it, you know, those steps so far ahead that people are just not ready for, you know, it's gonna, everybody's going to run. Oh, cockroaches turn on the light, you know. Because <laughs> right. it seems as if we're talking about the possibility not just of love and love, but good and evil. The illusions of good and evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. It's, it's part of the game. They've always said, like, the old prophets, like Moses and Joseph Smith and stuff, they always said, like, there's so much more we wish we could tell you, but you just, people aren't ready for it. Yeah. But then they said, if you if you seek God, you can find anything. Seek knowledge and you'll find it, you know? Yeah. And then they also have said that everything sacred will be exposed and lose its value. <laughs> Maybe paraphrasing a little bit. But. So the object is to go at a reasonable pace that you can actually accept. Now, don't try to jump into what you think you're supposed to accept eventually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Because a lot of people, you know, as they read any type of book or spirituality, they, they're like, yeah, oh, yeah, this is so extreme. And yet some people don't hear it, even as like the Diamond Sutra, which I did an episode today earlier, was that some people hear, yeah, that you don't exist and there's no real self. And they just don't relate with that. 
you know, how in the hell do I not exist? I love that I've said hell three times, now four times today. <laughs> it's like, how do I not exist when I'm here? You know? And I so can it's. I my arms, you know? Yeah, it's really tricky. It's really tricky. So it's only, uh, you know, we want to say, oh, so I have to go meditate all the time in a monastery, all the time, literally, uh, until I come to this realization and as much as that is a particular path for people that are called to it uh it's not you know necessarily the fastest path sorry to say it's as much of a distraction to think oh i need to jump to a million miles an hour instead of you know gradually starting out you know just turn on the car and go to 60 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've thought that too after reading books like Eat, Love, Pray or something, you know. Like maybe I need to go to a, an Indian village somewhere or the, the mountains of Tibet to really isolate myself with a guru who can teach me. Because I can't do it here in my normal life. I need some radical change. Yeah, it's mostly the radical change is as much as I did, I did something like that. I mean, just going on the road all of a sudden not having anything. No car really can be on the road. And uh, just to do that, it's more of I'm, I'm in my comfort zone really means that I'm in my definition of the world. And so I need to it, either I can do that here, start to question the definition of my world or, you know, if it's so solid, you know, then I need some sort of shift, a big cosmic two by four, as it's mm -hmm. referred to, that will smack me out of that little definition okay whoa i need to question what i'm doing here i thought i was right i thought i was perfect in this area i thought i was doing a great job <laughs> you know i thought and therefore i you know thought i was i was right but it's really you know <laughs> i still think i'm doing this you know i still think it's with somebody else and so there's this really i can't i don't it's not necessary to have some huge dramatic change absolutely not uh, but it's not likely that someone that really wants to do it here is going to take the dramatic results of thinking that it takes for such a shifting and a change. But it's possible, absolutely. Some people have it just by, you know, you know, hitting rock bottom or, you know, <laughs> laying on the couch, <laughs> random <laughs> times, a cockroach walking over their toe or something. Yeah. That's actually Byron Katie's story when she all of a sudden woken up from that. It's like, well, we need to find the Messiah. It's a cockroach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our time. Oh, no, we have like two minutes. So, what are we going to do now? <laughs> so, how's California? It's warm. Yeah. It's drastically can, different. It's like, you got like a sunburn on the first day or something? Yeah, my face is all red and I've got a sunburn. I mean, I'm, I'm used to living in England where it's cold and cloudy all the time. It's freezing right now. And I come back here and we were at the beach. We were in the Corona Beach in San Diego yesterday or something. Mm. Was... That's nice. So wait, where is that? What, what part of California are you in? I'm in uh, San Bernardino, but my wife and I decided to go on a trip to San Diego, okay. into the San Diego Zoo and stuff, because yeah. she wanted to go do something fun. Cool. 
Yeah, that's Let's definitely start. hot down there. And you're much further south. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun to see how different the world can be. You know, it's the same type of year. It's the same everything, same time of day. But like in, in England, it's one way. And in California, it's one way. And, you know, all across the world, people are seeing totally different things at the yeah. same time. You know? Yeah, that's true. And I'm it's talking funny. to my friends. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm just, I'm talking to friends in China and I'm talking to friends in New York and I'm talking to friends in England and we all see different things at the same exact time on the same planet. And it's funny, on my travels, I've noticed that closer to the equator, the atmospheres are, are bigger and larger, uh, thicker. And the clouds, oh, yeah? so the clouds aren't just higher, they are actually have a higher depth to them as well. So they can be bigger clouds and the moon's farther away. Uh, uh, specifically talking about Miami and Costa Rica, but yeah, so and in Utah, you know, I remember moving here the first time and being shocked how the moon is is actually so much closer. It's you know it's a couple <laughs> a thousand miles or so closer, and it's just like you can see the difference. You know, oh, yeah. it's funny. All right, Mark, thank you for spending this time with me. Yeah, man. As usual. So, any any indicator of coming to Utah yet? Um, I don't know. I need Maybe. a winter coat, and I think <laughs> I have one in Utah. I think. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, let me know. Uh, All right, I'll keep you. Sweet. Okay. Cool. Thank you. And if you anybody wants to contact us, ask any questions. Openandclear.com. Have a beautiful day.